What's up guys? We've got another episode of FNF Zone coverage for you today. Weeks 5 and 6. Pretty solid first month of the season. Um, definitely got some teams who are better off than we thought they'd be. Um, as well as some teams who aren't doing so hot that normally are actually pretty solid. But, let's jump right into things. Let's go into week five. First game is the Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys. Minnesota taking this one 24-10. Big thing here is their 14 points in the fourth quarter as they were the only team to score in that second half. 367 yards for Minnesota, 186 for Dallas. They were held to just over 100 passing yards and just under 100 rushing yards. Two turnovers for each team. And Minnesota held the ball for literally about 30 seconds longer than what Dallas did in this game. Matthew Stafford... Um, 308 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions for him, which definitely is not right. Jesus almighty with these trades. Um, so I'm pretty sure that was still what would have been in Detroit. We've got Sam Darnold starting in this game for the Minnesota Vikings. Let me double check this here real quick. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, 175 yards. No touchdowns. Two interceptions. Um, I don't know. Maybe Stafford did start for these guys. He did have two turnovers. But then again, so did Darnold. Nothing on the ground. Yeah. I'm not sure which is which, guys. Um, so one of those quarterbacks, I'm assuming, had played in this one. Dak Prescott, 152 yards, no touchdown, interception. Rushing, we've got Dalvin Cook, 20 attempts, 92 yards. Um, like I said, there wasn't really too much in the way of rushing. There really isn't any rushing stats here for Dallas, which means that player is no longer there. The only thing there is is uh, Kyrie blessing game with a four-yard attempt. That's all that's being accounted for there in Dallas. Adam Thielen, five receptions, 76 yards for him. Devonta Smith, a reception, 67 yards, and that was a touchdown for him. Over in Dallas, we got Jay Sternberger, five receptions, 63 yards, as well as Kyle Pitts over there in Minnesota. Three receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown there for him. On defense, we're looking at Bud Bud, nine tackles, tackle for a loss, two sacks. In Dallas, we've got Jalen Smith, seven tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a sack, as well as back over to the Vikings. Danielle Hunter, six tackles, tackle for a loss, and two sacks there for him. Nothing for kicking outside of both guys making a 34-yard attempt. 
Matt Prater and Dan Bailey, as well as both of these guys hitting all of their extra points. Moving on to the next game, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Redskins. Uh, this is a win here in Philly, 56-21. 21 of those points coming in the fourth quarter alone. So, um, Philly scoring as many points in one quarter as what Washington scored all game. They also beat them down on offensive yard gain, 629 for Philly, 380 for Washington. And surprisingly enough, Washington didn't turn the ball over once in this one, but there were two turnovers for Philadelphia, but obviously they must not have amounted to much. Um, time possession, about five, just less than five minutes in favor of the Eagles. Justin Fields, 430 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. Um, another crazy game for him. We've got Dwayne Haskins Jr., 301 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions there for him. So fairly solid game in that loss for Haskins. Forrest Gump, 13 attempts, 133 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields also chipping in with five attempts, 76 yards and a touchdown. And again, there's the fumble stat. Um, I said this last week. I said this the week before, and I'm going to say it again. Guys, the fumble rate for these freaking quarterbacks is ridiculous. They either need to get on the ground, they need to get out of bounds, or just don't run at all. Um, it, it could be a game killer in close games. Over in Washington, Darius Juice, 15 attempts, 60 yards for him, and Lamar Miller with 6 attempts and 22 yards as well. Receiving, Zach Ertz on top once again for Philadelphia this week. 10 receptions, 154 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Very, very good game for him. Curtis Samuel, 5 receptions, 146 yards, and 2 touchdowns for him as well. And Julio Jones with 2 receptions, 98 yards, rounding, capping that off with a touchdown to round out Philly receiving. Um, Darius Juice chipping in with 2 receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown to go with his rushing totals. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, six receptions, 55 yards. Lamar Miller chipping in, catching the ball as well with six receptions, 54 yards. Um, Jordan Reed, four receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown as well for Washington. Going to defense, Matt Milano on top for Philly, nine tackles. But even better stats here, Josh Sweat, seven tackles, a tackle for a loss, and two and a half sacks. Um, it's uh, pretty plain to see that he got in that backfield quite a few times. Um, over in Washington, Patrick Certain, the second rookie out of Alabama, seven tackles and a tackle for a loss at, for him, as well as Rodney McLeod Jr. with six tackles and a tackle for a loss. Even Merlin Robertson, another rookie, this time out of Arizona State, with five tackles and a tackle for a loss. Graham Gano kicking um, two for three, Long being 37, making his only extra point attempt. Uh, Jake Elliott, of course, making all of his. 
And that finishes up that game. Moving on to another divisional game, we've got the Columbus Explorers against the Oakland Raiders. 42-17 the final here in favor of the Explorers. Um, 536 yards of total offense for Columbus here. 200 even for Oakland. Held them to under 50 rushing yards in this game. Which is absolutely incredible. Again, um, no turnovers for the losing team in this situation. While there are two turnovers for the winning team. As well as literally like a 10 second, 15 second at most time of possession difference in this game between the two teams. Pat Mahomes here, perfect QB rating, 185, two touchdowns. Um, pretty decent day for him. Not in the way of uh, anything too much. I mean, he's done better, but at least he didn't turn the ball over, so that was pretty good. Andy Dalton also helping out in Columbus with 122 yards. He had a touchdown and an interception in this game. In Oakland, Derek Carr, 181 yards and a touchdown. Um, overall, not too bad for him. It was a pretty decent day as well. Rushing, we've got Zach Swinning, the third-year man out of Ohio State. Nine attempts, 122 yards and two touchdowns. He fumbled as well. So we've got a couple instances here, too, where halfbacks fumbling. Um, some of these guys fumble quite a bit. Some of them don't. Um... Zwinning is one of those guys where if he seems to not fumble, he could possibly be getting injured in a game. So I guess if I was the owner of the Explorers here, um, I'd take the fumble over him getting injured any day. Uh, also, going to bat here rushing for the Explorers is Joe Mixon. Seven attempts, 77 yards, and a touchdown. As well as Giovanni Bernard, 11 attempts, 20 yards for him and I'm seeing a trend here right now um, it looks like Columbus is uh, trying to be the next Cincinnati here maybe a little bit of Cincinnati on steroids because I've just named off three former Bengals in like the last five minutes um, Andy Dalton Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. So uh obviously the Explorers have the the Explorers front office rather has a hard on for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, moving on to Oakland, we've got Josh Jacobs, twelve attempts, fifteen yards. Latavius Murray with a eleven yard rush. On the ground for a touchdown. Um, Andy Dalton chipping in on a 10-yard rush. As well as Pat Mahomes on a 1-yard rush. Most likely to help extend a drive here. Heading over to receiving. We've got Tyreek Hill. No surprise he's on top. 5 receptions. 127 yards and a touchdown for him. Greg Olson as well. 14-year vet. Five receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown for him. In Oakland, we've got Foster Morrow. Five receptions, 63 yards. 
Hunter Renfro, three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown there for him. We've got Scotty Miller as well for Columbus chipping in on a touchdown reception. Uh, that looks to be about it there. Heading to defense, Sean Dion Hamilton out of Oakland. Ten tackles, one tackle for a loss. LaMarcus Joyner as well with eight tackles. Big thing here is Vaughn Miller over there for the Explorers. <clears throat> Seven tackles, two tackles for a loss, and three sacks for him. An amazing day for Vaughn Miller. Back over to Oakland, Nickel, Roby, Coleman, seven tackles, three tackles for a loss. And rounding it off for Columbus, we've got Whitney Merciless, six sackles. Six, yeah, sackles. <laughs> oh, man, what a day. Six tackles and a half a sack. <laughs> don't mind me, guys. Don't mind me. Um, Kicking, Daniel Carlson for Oakland. He's got a 52-yarder, as well as getting both of his extra points nailed down. And Eddie Perino for the Columbus Explorers, knocking in all six extra point attempts there. Moving on, we have got the defending Tennessee Titan team versus Houston Texans looking to bounce back from that week four loss to the 49ers and they did so in convincing fashion 84 to 7 just stomped all over that Texans defense um scoring 20 plus points in every quarter except the first 902 yards of total offense in this game, which is utterly ridiculous. Um, man, these guys are playing college ball, it looks like, against this team. Um, 229 yards for the Texans in this one. Uh, two turnovers for the Texans, none for the Titans, as well as the fact that Tennessee held the ball about three and a half minutes longer as well. Damian Richardson, not surprised. He's got a perfect QB rating, 338 yards, five touchdowns in the air. Um, no interceptions there, so obviously a great game for the rookie. Deshaun Watson, 145 yards and two picks for him. Obviously not a good game for Deshaun Watson. Um, Tavarius Whitlow. Wasn't expecting a name like this to be on top, but um, he's on top for Tennessee. 266 yards on the ground, as well as three touchdowns. Eno Benjamin, 15 attempts, 132 yards, two touchdowns for him as well. Of course, Damian Richardson chipping in, three attempts, 128 yards, two touchdowns. Surprisingly, no fumble this week. I'm assuming Derrick Henry must have been injured because he's not up here. Um, okay. He'd had to have been injured. Over in Houston, we've got James White. 21 attempts, 83 yards. And that's pretty much it. So, on to receiving. Janu Smith. 
He's been a, a pretty big name there for Tennessee over the last couple weeks. Nine receptions, 240 yards, and two touchdowns. Rondell Moore, rookie out of Purdue, six attempts, 98 yards, three touchdown day for him. Very good game for the rookie. And Houston, we've got Wayne Gallman Jr. with a 79-yard touchdown reception, as well as Will Fuller with five receptions, 69 yards. Defensively, we're looking at Justin Reed on top for Houston with 11 tackles. Xavier McKinney with nine tackles and a tackle for a loss in Tennessee, as well as Chuck Clark with the same stats for Houston. Kevin Byard in Tennessee, eight tackles, tackles for a loss and an interception, as well as Rashawn Evans with six tackles, a tackle for a loss and an interception. And rounding it off, we've got Zach Cunningham for the Texans, six tackles, two tackles for a loss. Nothing in the way of kicking outside of Joey Sly knocking in 12 of 12 extra points. Of course, Mayor, Brett Mayer making his only extra point for Houston. But Joey Sly having a good game just based on the fact that Tennessee downright destroyed the Houston Texans in this game. Next game on the list, we've got the London Monarchs against the... Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, the San Diego Crusaders is what these guys are. My bad. Um, 38-3 victory for the Monarchs. 404 yards offense to the 111 yards of the Crusaders. Holding them to two rushing yards. Absolutely incredible. I don't think I've ever seen that stat in this league both teams with two turnovers um 1853 time possession in favor of london to the crusaders 1307 chris mercado 253 yards a touchdown and a pick tua tagavaya low 141 yards two interceptions there for him in san diego rushing we've got ezekiel elliott on the board for the Monarchs. 16 attempts, 86 yards, and a touchdown there for him. Mercado chipping in as well on the ground. Five attempts, 60 yards. Did fumble, again, with these quarterback fumbles. Um, Kareem Hunt chipping in as well. Six attempts, 16 yards, but half of those attempts resulting in a rushing touchdown three of them on the day for him for the chargers oh the crusaders <laughs> ah, the crusaders chase emmons three attempts two yards not that that matters and royce freeman five attempts one yard again not that that matters receiving deandre hopkins on top six receptions 129 yards and a touchdown there for london Hunter Henry for San Diego, five receptions, 73 yards. Evan Ingram having a pretty decent day as well for London, five receptions, 50 yards, 10 average, pretty good for him. Keenan Allen, only three receptions, 22 yards in this game. So not anything remotely decent, really. On defense, we've got Shaq Thompson, 
Nine tackles, two tackles for a loss, as well as Jermaine Pratt in London. Nine tackles and a tackle for a loss. The San Diego Crusaders are looking at Nazir Adderley. Uh, eight tackles for him. Dylan Moses, seven tackles, two tackles for a loss and a sack for him. J.J. Watt back over for the Monarchs. Seven tackles, three tackles for a loss, and two sacks for him. And to round out defense, Casey Hayward Jr. for San Diego. Six tackles and an interception. Both kickers made a field goal. Aldrick Roses with a 34-yarder. Randy Bullock with a 39-yarder. And of course, Roses was 5 of 5 from extra point. Next up, we have got the Green Bay Cheesehead Packers against the abysmal Chicago Bears with another loss here, 35-3. As I said last week, these guys just cannot seem to get it together. Um, 258 yards of offense for Green Bay, 124 for Chicago, only 22 yards rushing. Two turnovers for them, three for Green Bay, and time of possession even well on the side of Chicago as they held the ball exactly five minutes longer than what Green Bay did. Jake Fromm, perfect passer rating with 57 yards and two touchdowns for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers in this game as well, 125 yards, touchdown, and an interception, as well as rookie Trevor Lawrence from Clemson making his debut, 71 yards, two interceptions for him, so not great for the rookie. Um, Trey Lance in Chicago, again, 156 yards and an interception. This guy, I feel so bad for him. Um just cannot get it together at all over rushing Aaron Jones 11 attempts 38 yards and a touchdown Christian McCaffrey two attempts for 23 yards so not too much as far as rushing for either team honestly um over in Chicago we've got David Montgomery 12 attempts for 18 yards and Tariq Cohen with two attempts for four yards Receiving, Devontae Adams, no surprise, he's on top here. Four receptions, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. Marvin Jones with a two-reception, 84-yard day as well, along with Keelan Cole with three receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. For Chicago, Riley Ridley, four receptions, 48 yards. Trey Burton, five receptions, and 47 yards. And then David Montgomery also chipping in on the receiving end with Four receptions for 24 yards. On defense, Dragon Ball's up on top. 15 tackles for him. Four tackles for a loss. I really feel like he's had double-digit tackles all year this year. I'm pretty sure. And on top of that, he's had, I believe, the top total tackles in a game this year. For Chicago, this is a huge one. Khalil Mack had himself a day. Seven tackles, four and a half sacks. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And Eddie Jackson as well. 
for the Bears. So defensively, I mean, if they could get something going there, they'd have something good. Eddie Jackson, seven tackles, a tackle for a loss, and two interceptions. Um, Just crazy what those two guys did on defense, and they still just got murdered. Um, Adrian Amos in Green Bay, seven tackles, one tackle for a loss, as well as an interception. Luke Logan, the rookie out of Ole Miss for Chicago, making a 40-yard field goal. And Tiny Boop Squig Shorterly missing on an attempt in Green Bay, as well as hitting three of four extra points. Next up, we've got the Brooklyn Bulls against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Brooklyn taking this one as they continue their undefeated streak at now 5-0, and 42-25 oh, to 25 in this one, 453 yards of offense to Arizona's 385, um, Arizona had two turnovers to Brooklyn's three, as well as Brooklyn having time of possession here by about three and a half minutes. Lamar Jackson, 274 yards, four touchdowns, three interception day for him. Not great, not horrible. Um, Andrew Luck, 333 yards for him with two touchdowns and two interceptions as well. Rushing, Lamar chipping in there as well. Um, nine attempts, 124 yards, no touchdowns, and two fumbles again, again, again. And I'm going to keep stressing this. What the hell with the quarterback fumbles, guys? Come on. QB fumbles killing people this year. Um, Tony Pollard for Arizona, 19 attempts, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Sony Michelle for the Brooklyn Bulls, 7 attempts, 51 yards, and a touchdown. TJ Logan chipping in with uh, 3 attempts and 22 yards as well. Receiving, we've got Travis Kelsey out on top. In Arizona, 10 receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Cup for Brooklyn, 5 receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Back over to Arizona with Christian Kirk, 8 receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Back over to Brooklyn, 6, re six receptions, 480 yards, and a touchdown for Amari Cooper. I gotta slow down a little bit here. And Talon Wallace, three receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown to round all that out for receiving. Moving on to defense, a name I said that was going to start popping up a lot here on defense on top of the board is linebacker Timothy Poindexter for the Bulls. 11 tackles in this game. Um... Double-digit double tackles, but not much in the way of anything else. Jerome Baker for Arizona with nine tackles. Um, Grant Delpit back over to Brooklyn. Again, um, just eight tackles. Derwin James, who went from a strong safety to a linebacker. Seven tackles and a sack for him. And the strong safety... Buda Baker for Arizona getting five tackles and a sack as well. So not much outside of mainly just tackles in this game. So um, not too many 
like horrible mistakes um defensively just the main thing here is uh there was some really good tackling in this game Zane Gonzalez making both of his field goals for Arizona his long being a 36 yarder uh making his only extra point and then we've got Robbie Gould missing on his only field goal attempt for Brooklyn but knocking in every single extra point as he was six for six there our next game we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Chicago Cougars and what was a very very close game um, Seattle looking to mount a comeback, just couldn't get it done. 28-27 final here. Um, offensive yards across the board pretty much even. Um, Seattle had two more yards offensively. Both teams had two turnovers. And... The only thing that really had much of a difference was time of possession, where Chicago held the ball... For about, let's see, uh, four minutes longer, roughly. Heading into our way of stats, we've got Russell Wilson for Seattle. 227 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions for him. Um, Sean Bryant over in Chicago, 246 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions interceptions for him as well rushing sea breezy um not surprised he's on top here 16 attempts 113 yards and a touchdown melvin gordon for chicago 10 attempts 81 yards a touchdown and a fumble deandre swift 19 yards sorry 19 attempts for 80 yards Russell Wilson chipping in with 16 yards on three attempts. Um, Sean Bryant, eight yards on three attempts to go along with his uh, his passing total. And rookie quarterback Jamie Newman from Georgia chipping in on a one-yard rush as well for Chicago which resulted in a touchdown. So surprisingly, no fumbles by QB in this game. Um, but there was pretty low risk in some of these runs as well. Moving on to receiving, we've got OJ Howard on top, pretty much rebounding from last week. Six attempts, uh, it was 76 yards though, but he did score twice, which was pretty solid. Will Disley, so it looks like we've got some the tight ends up on top here. The top three receivers were tight ends. Um... Anyway, Disley, six receptions, 61 yards for him, as well as Jared Cook in Chicago, six receptions, 61 yards for him as well. Um, Cedric Wilson in Seattle, five receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown for him, as well as DK Metcalf, five receptions, 46 yards. Michael Thomas, haven't heard this name in a little bit, um, only three receptions, 43 yards for him. Defensively, we're looking at Demario Davis in Chicago, eight tackles. Bobby Wagner in Seattle, seven tackles and an interception for him. Tedrick Thompson sticking with Seattle, seven tackles there for him. Um, 
Quincy Williams for Chicago, seven tackles, and Justin Hardy Sr. with six tackles and an interception. Rounding it off, we've got Luke Keekley in Seattle, six tackles and a tackle for a loss. And we already know that this is Luke Keekley's um last NFL season, as he said in the beginning of the year that he had planned to quit football after this. So, um, pretty solid stat there for him in his final year. Nothing in the way of kicking outside of the extra points. Um, Myers missing one, Lutz hitting on all four. And that is what had killed the game for Seattle. So I wonder if that was a block or if he just flat out missed that. But either way, it is very unfortunate. Moving on to our next game, we've got the undefeated San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions. Needless to say, um, San Fran remains unbeaten here. Total just destruction of Detroit, 69-0 to zero final. Um, 42 points put up by the Niners in the fourth quarter alone. 445 yards total offense. Um, just over 100 yards for Detroit, being held to under 20 yards on rushing on offense, and just under 90 passing yards. Uh, another huge stat here, Detroit with seven turnovers, San Fran with the one. Time possession was on the side of a couple seconds for Detroit, not that that even mattered. Jimmy G taking tops here. 341 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. I'm not seeing a Detroit stat, which means that player did get traded, which most likely is Matthew Stafford. Um, Jimmy G with a great game here. Um, Tevin Coleman rushing eight attempts, 68 yards, no touchdown for him. Raheem Mostert, though, 42-yard touchdown for him for his only attempt. Korean Johnson uh, in Detroit with 11 attempts, 16 yards, and in, even Jimmy G chipping in with 15 yards on two attempts on the ground. Reuben Foster, sorry, Robert Foster, also with a seven-yard rushing attempt for the 49ers that resulted in a touchdown. Over to receiving Dante Pettis on top again. Um, he's become an emerging star here. 11 receptions, 226 yards, 3 touchdowns. An amazing game for him. TJ Hawkinson being the top guy for Detroit. 4 receptions, 71 yards out there. Um, Daniel Helm at tight end for San Fran. 2 receptions, 25 yards and a touchdown. Defense, we're looking at Donald Payne for Detroit, seven tackles, nothing else across the board. Huge thing here, an amazing game for Nick Bosa, um, seven tackles, a tackle for a loss, five sacks in this game. Absolutely incredible game for Nick Bosa. Man, he just destroyed that Detroit offensive line. Darius Slay Jr. for Detroit, six tackles, two for a loss. And rounding it off for San Fran, we've got D. Ford with five tackles, a tackle for a loss, as well as three sacks for him. So 
that defense getting through that offensive line of Detroit with absolutely zero problem. And rounding things off as well for Detroit, we've got Tracy Walker with five tackles, a tackle for a loss, as well as an interception. Kicking. Man, Giorgio Tavecchio having himself a year as he's made some some amazing kicks this year. Um, two for three on the day here, 35 being the long, nine for nine on extra points. Uh, Michael Bagley <sighs> missing his only attempt, but the fact that Tavecchio is getting as many attempts as what he's getting this year is, is incredible. That just says something of the 49ers that no matter where they at, no matter when they've got the ball, they are a threat to score. Whether they're getting seven or they're getting three, it really doesn't matter because all that matters is in the end is that final score. So the fact that they're scoring pretty much at given will, um, it, it says something about this team. Moving on to our next game, we've got the New England Patriots versus the Baltimore Ravens. New England looking to try to um, bounce back from their 500 start on the year and their heartbreaking loss to the Miami Dolphins in Week 4. Needless to say, they do. Um, final of this game is 49-35. to 35. 21 points coming in the second and fourth quarter in this game for New England. Um, <clears throat> Baltimore had the most yards in this one. 508 to New England's 473. Um, Baltimore also had three turnovers to New England's two. So that could have that that posed a little bit of an issue. Um, they did also hold the ball longer, nearly five minutes longer than what New England had held the ball. Tops here for Williamson, three hundred and five yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions for him. Kyler Murray, three hundred fifty-eight yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions for him. A very solid game for both quarterbacks. Um, obviously the interceptions is what killed these guys' games. Um. But still, the fact that they both went over 300 yards, they both threw three touchdowns, um, pretty good day overall. Rushing, we've got Jonathan Taylor on top for New England. Uh, 14 attempts, 129 yards, two touchdowns on the ground for him. He's starting to show his strength in the running game for this New England offense who is missing Saquon Barkley for the year. Um... Still at this point in time, also missing their second string, Alvin Kamara. Jonathan Taylor, third string back that they picked up from Denver in a trade. Um, still amazing pickup for them as he is starting to, to make some headway on arguing a case for even starting the rest of the year for New England. We've got Todd Gurley for Baltimore, um, 11 or Attempts, 91 yards for him. Did not score, but very solid day for him as well. I mean, just under 100 yards. But Todd Gurley, hopefully looking to um, be in the form of old as what he was over there in a Rams uniform a couple years back. Williamson chipping in as well with five attempts, 51 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. As well as Kyler Murray chipping in with five 
attempts and 44 yards on the ground. Nikhil Harry as well, facing his old team, scoring a rushing touchdown. And Mark Ingram with a rushing touchdown as well. Over to receiving, we've got Mark Andrews up on top here for Baltimore. Six receptions, 168 yards. No touchdown, though. OBJ for New England, five receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns for him. Albert Okwig Bunham. I hate that last name, man. Um, Six receptions, 95 yards for him on that day, as well as Miles Boykin for Baltimore, five receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Kaysen Rudy, he's always a threat there for Baltimore. He had quite a few nasty grabs. Um, four receptions for him, 72 yards, half of those receptions resulting in a touchdown. And Marquise Hollywood-Brown facing his old team with just a three-reception, 71-yard day. So overall, not horrible either. But I'm sure he would have loved to score against his old team. On defense, we've got Devin White on top for New England. Seven tackles, two for a loss, as well as two interceptions. So incredible game for him. Also, Tyler Rapp on top there for New England. Seven tackles and a tackle for a loss. And Marlon Humphrey facing his old team in Baltimore. Six tackles and an interception for him as well in this game. And then we've got Dante Hauer on top as well. Uh, five tackles and a tackle for a loss. Over for Baltimore. Baltimore's got Marcus Peters. Five tackles and an interception for him. Tony Jefferson, the second, five tackles. As well as Earl Thomas with five tackles. And one more stat for each team here. We've got Anferny Jennings for New England. Four tackles, two tackles for a loss, as well as J.C. Jackson facing his old team for Baltimore. Um, four tackles for him. Going back to Maryland where he played college ball. Nothing in the way of kicking outside of both Justin Tucker and Harrison Bucker kicking all of their extra points. Overall, very solid game for both of these teams. Um, New England getting that much needed win to go back above 500. Uh, unfortunately, Baltimore's still in a tailspin, but hopefully they can uh, figure out a way to get that corrected soon. Moving on to our next game, we've got the Oklahoma City Nighthawks against the Miami Dolphins. This was the epitome of an upset. Um, everybody had Miami coming into this game and easily handling the Nighthawks. Well, unfortunately for them, they took the loss here 36 or 38. 36 to 21 is what the final of this one was. Um, 282 yards. For OKC, 265 for Miami. Both teams held to under 100 rushing yards. The thing here that helped was turnovers. Nighthawks had one. Miami ended up with three here. And they also had time possession by about five and a half minutes. So that took taking the ball out of Cam Newton's hand in that volatile offense. Um such an amazing thing that they had done moving on to the stats of the game individual stats um cam newton with 211 yards two touchdowns and interception uh 
for Miami. Jameis Winston and Jacob Eason over there in Oklahoma City. 225 yards, touchdown, and a pick for uh, OKC. And actually, now that I'm looking at this, Eason was not part of this team at this point because that guy threw six interceptions that week. Wow, who did he play for week five that he threw six picks? That is just a horrid stat right there. And he got sacked eight times on top of that. Dear Lord. I feel for that guy. Man. Man. Anyway, okay. Um, I guess we'll move on to rushing here. Le'Veon Bell on top. Again, no shocker. He's been tearing it up for... This Nighthawk team this year. 18 attempts, 68 yards, 3 on the ground. Camden Brown, rookie out of Northwood for Miami. 5 attempts, 33 yards, a touchdown, as well as a fumble. Chubba Hubbard, 8 attempts, 29 yards, and a fumble for him as well. Um, both QBs chipping in with a little bit of rushing. Um, Newton, two attempts on 15 yards, and Winston, four attempts for eight yards. Receiving, Mike Evans on top, eight receptions, 91 yards, no touchdown for him there. Same with Devontae Parker, five receptions, 87 yards, no touchdown, even Godwin. So the number one and number two for both teams not getting into the end zone. Um, three receptions, 61 yards for Godwin. Le'Veon Bell chipping in, receiving, as well as on the ground. Four receptions, 50 yards. There's a touchdown there for him. Miami, we've got Mike Gusecki, two receptions, 46 yards. Albert Wilson, four receptions, 35 yards, two touchdowns there for him. Defense, Xavier Howard, we've got... Six tackles for him. Rex Bird, the third in OKC. Six tackles and a tackle for a loss for him, as well as Eric Murray. Back over to Miami. Deron Lee, six tackles. A tackle for a loss and a sack there. The rookie, Joey Rutherford. Um, I believe I said Deron Lee had a sack. He did not. He had an interception. Rutherford, though, six tackles. Tackle for a loss and a sack for him. So that is where that one got mixed up a little bit. Um, Jamal Adams back over to OKC to finish off defense. Four tackles and an interception for him. As far as kicking goes, we've got Josh Lambeau for the Nighthawks. Two for two on field goals. 49 being as long, making all four extra points. Brandon McManus in Miami making all three of his extra point attempts as well and rounding out the final game of week five we've got the pittsburgh steelers taking on the cincinnati bengals this game was all pittsburgh as well 36-3 final here 346 yards for pittsburgh not even a hundred for Cincinnati nine of those rushing wow incredible stat um Pittsburgh didn't have a turnover Cincinnati had one and time of possession a huge huge thing here uh wow um Baltimore only held the ball for about eight and a half minutes in this game the rest of it was all to Pittsburgh so 
that's that's pretty crazy. Moving on to um, our individual stats here. Joe Burrow, 219 yards, perfect passer rating, four touchdowns. Great, great day for him. Uh, Cincinnati's Tanner Morgan, rookie out of Minnesota, 107 yards for him, no touchdowns whatsoever. But he also did not throw an interception. Rushing, we've got Chris Carson on top, 31 attempts, 94 yards and a touchdown. James Conner with four attempts, 14 yards, as well as Jalen Samuels with six attempts for 14 yards, and Burrow chipping in for a 10-yard rush as well. Defensively, we're looking at Damian Williams, um, three attempts, seven yards for him. Jalen Richard with a five-yard attempt as well which one of these would have gotten something knocked back here because I believe, if I remember correctly, they had eight rushing yards. Um, receiving, we've got Caden Smith on top, five receptions, 79 yards, three touchdowns there. Juju Smith-Schuster, three receptions, 67 yards. For Cincinnati, Damian Williams as getting some uh, work receiving as well, five receptions for 38 yards. Tyler Eifert, three receptions, 32 yards for him. And Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh picking up a touchdown reception in this one as well. Defensively, we got Jordan Hicks on top for Cincinnati. Actually, pretty much all these stats, the top five or six, are for Cincinnati. Um, Jordan Hicks, 13 tackles for him. Darquez Denard, nine tackles of tackle for loss for him. Jesse Bates, the third, nine tackles for him. William Jackson, the third, seven tackles and a tackle for loss for him. Sua Cravens, seven tackles, two tackles for a loss for him. And Matthew Judon, um, six tackles and a tackle for a loss for him. We've also got Devin Bush for Pittsburgh. Six tackles and a tackle for a loss there. Um, Ryan Shazier as well. Four tackles and a tackle for a loss. And Kyle Van Noy. Three tackles, three tackles for a loss. To finish off the defense. Kicking, we've got Jason Sanders for Cincinnati with a field goal attempt of 21 yards. So, not bad there either. So that is your week five, guys. Um, some surprises. A lot of typical games. Um, the teams that had to bounce back did, which was good for them. Um, not too much to say about this week other than it's pretty much a regular week in the FNF. So I guess without further ado... Let's move on to week six. Our first game for week six, we've got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings. Excuse me. Um, this is a win for Minnesota here, 30-17. to 211 yards for Minnesota, and Baltimore heavily outweighing them in yardage. So I guess the main thing here is just the fact that... Um, that they couldn't get the ball moving, Baltimore couldn't. They had 358 yards. They held 
Minnesota to under 50 yards rushing, which was absolutely incredible. Um, another glaring stat here is turnovers. Minnesota had two. Um, Baltimore with five, which, you know, if, if they could get that figured out and get the ball moving, um, they could be a very, very good team. This team is vastly underrated at this point. Um, their record doesn't really prove how good of a team this potentially could be. They they have the parts, um, absolutely have what's there to be a playoff caliber team. They just need to uh, to get it together here. Um, they also had the time of possession by about three minutes, roughly over that. Uh, 17.36 to 14.24 for Minnesota. Looking at individual stats, we've got Matt Stafford, 207-yard day. Interception, or sorry, a touchdown and two interceptions there for him. Um, Kyler Murray, 285 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions from him. Again, like I said, if the turnovers could be limited um, for this Baltimore team, they could be so much better what they currently are playing right now. Mark Ingram for rushing on top here. Six attempts, 41 yards. Dalvin Cook for Minnesota, 12, recept- 12 attempts, 40 yards for him. Uh, it doesn't look to be that there is anything on the ground from a touchdown standpoint. Um, Kyler Murray chipping in as well with four attempts and 32 yards for his team. Gurley just getting stopped here in this one. Um, six attempts for 10 yards. All he mustered in this game. Receiving, we've got Case and Rudy on top. Um, again, no surprise. He's such a good player. Um, this second-year kid out of Penn State is just incredible. Um, he makes pretty solid catches that you wouldn't normally think um, a receiver is going to make. He somehow manages to come down with him. Five reception, 138-yard day for him, as well as a touchdown. So very, very good game there. Adam Thielen for Minnesota, two receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown, as well as Kyle Rudolph with four receptions, 60 yards for him. In Baltimore, we've also got a 41-yard reception from Steven Anderson and a... Touchdown reception for Mark Andrews as he had four receptions for 38 yards and Mark Ingram chipping in as well with five receptions, 29 yards. Um, Stephon Diggs, not much in the way of this game. Two receptions and 26 yards, so he was held in check hard in this game. Um, Normally he can seem to break away, but whatever Baltimore did... In this game to contain him, they did right. Defense, we've got Eric Kendricks as well as Marcus Williams and Harrison Smith and Quincy Wilson for Minnesota. Starting with Hendricks, he's got eight tackles, two for a loss, and an interception. Marcus Williams, seven tackles and an interception there for him. Harrison Smith. Six tackles, a tackle for a loss, as well as a sack and an interception on the day for him. So very, very good game for Harrison Smith. Um, It's pretty much what you've come to expect from him. He's grown into a very, very good player. Uh, Quincy Williams running off that 
four-player stretch for Minnesota. Six tackles and a tackle for losses. Him over in Baltimore, we've got Otaro Alaka. Um, five tackles for him. Earl Thomas with five tackles as well. Aaron Donald, and that's a name we haven't heard too much of from this year. Uh, he had a pretty solid game. Four tackles, tackle for a loss, two sacks, as well as Jalen Ferguson with four tackles, two tackles for a loss, and two sacks. To finish off defense here, we've got Minnesota's rookie Bud Bud. Four tackles, tackle for a loss, two sacks for him. And Marcus Peters over there in Baltimore with three tackles and a tackle for a loss. Pretty solid kicking stats here. Uh, Matt Prater, three for three from field goal range, 45 being his long, as well as making all three extra points. Justin Tucker as well making a 49-yarder and being two for two from extra point. Moving on to our next game, we have got the Oklahoma City Nighthawks taking on the Carolina Panthers in what was a 49-10 shellacking in favor of OKC. 426 yards for them to the 190 that the Panthers had put up, under 50 yards rushing for them. One turnover for the Nighthawks and two for the Panthers. And time of possession also in favor of the Nighthawks, 1748 to 1412. Jameis Winston, 313 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Carson Wentz, 173 yards and a touchdown for him as well. Rushing, we've got Le'Veon Bell on top again. No surprise there. And I've said that about every single week. No surprise there. 16 attempts, 104 yards and a touchdown for him. For Carolina, Austin Eckler. 10 attempts, 32 yards for him. Pretty much all I've got to say about that. Kellen Mund for OKC with a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, second year quarterback out of Texas A&M. Receiving Mike Evans once again on top as well. Um, One-two punch there with uh, Le'Veon and Mike Evans. Six receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown for him. Chris Godwin definitely coming in here in this game to redeem last week. Five receptions, 128 yards, two touchdowns for him. In Carolina, we're looking at DJ Moore. Six receptions for 69 yards. Pat Fryermuth, four receptions, 52 yards. Hooper in OKC with a 36-yard reception, as well as Adam Humphreys with three receptions, 29 yards over in Carolina, and Jalen Ragor with an eight-yard reception. Um, and finally, for receiving, we've also got Le'Veon Bell doing a little bit of work catching the ball. Two receptions, seven yards, and a touchdown reception as well. On defense, we've got Brian Burns on top in Carolina. Nine tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a sack. Very solid game for him. Levante David, 
for the Nighthawks. Nine tackles and a tackle for a loss there. Back over to Carolina, we've got James Bradbury, the fourth. Six tackles and a tackle for a loss. And back in OKC, we've got Rex Bird, the third. From Notre Dame, six tackles, one sack. Blake Martinez in Carolina, five tackles and an interception there for him as well. And to finish it off, Max Crosby in OKC, five tackles, two tackles for a loss, as well as two interceptions. And the only kicking stat is Steven Hauschka with a 29-yard field goal. Josh Lambeau knocking in all seven extra point attempts there for him. Our next game, we have got the Columbus Explorers taking on the Washington football team Redskins. 41-17, the final in favor of Columbus. 437 yards of offense gained for them as well. 103 over there in Washington. Held to under 50 yards passing. Under 70 yards rushing. Incredible. Um, Washington also had two turnovers. Columbus had three and about a five-minute time of possession difference in favor of the Explorers. Patrick Mahomes, 196 yards, two touchdowns for him. Not great, not horrible. Um, 200, just under 200-yard day with two touchdowns. You know, it's not a bad day for the the quarterback from Texas Tech. Dwayne Haskins Jr., 69 yards, two interceptions there for him. He also got sacked four times, so that didn't help him too much. Um, rushing, Zach Swinning on top, no surprise. 17 attempts, 165 yards, two touchdowns there for him. We've got Darius Juice over in Washington with eight attempts, 55 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, Joe Mixon putting in a little bit of time. He had three attempts on 24 yards. Mahomes had a 15-yard rush as well. Moving on to receiving, we've got Equanimous St. Brown up on top for the Explorers, which I believe is the first time this guy's name's really been announced this year, um, especially with something major. Uh, four receptions, 113 yards. Did miss out on finding the end zone, though. As well as Greg Ward, a name we haven't really discussed this year. Two receptions for him, 59 yards. Over in Washington, we've got Lamar Miller, who didn't really do too much on the ground, but he did manage to get a 25-yard reception. Um, Scotty Miller for the the Explorers as well with a 22-yard reception. We've got Joe Mixon with the receiving touchdown for Washington. Tyreek Hill only held to one reception in this game, and it was a seven-yard touchdown. Absolutely incredible that Washington was able to shut him down like that. Uh, defensively, Stephon Gilmore on top here. Seven tackles, two tackles for a loss and an interception, as well as Vaughn Miller having a very, very good game. Seven tackles, two for a loss, as well as two and a half sacks. Washington's Javon Holland, rookie out of Oregon, 
seven tackles, two tackles for a loss for him. And Rodney McLeod Jr. with six tackles and a tackle for a loss. They also had Merlin Robinson, rookie out of Arizona State, with six tackles, two for a loss, and a sack. Um, Carlos Dunlap for Columbus with four tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a sack and a half. Kicking Eddie Pinero, two for three. Uh, Long being a 46-yarder, he was also 3-for-5 for extra points, so he was kind of spotty in this one. Um, not great, not horrible. Uh, you would think he'd be automatic from extra point. Um, most of these guys really should be. But, you know, once in a while there's just some weird thing there. Um, Graham Gano as well for Washington. He was one for two on field goals his long being a 29 yarder but uh he also did make both of his extra points so not a half bad day there for him outside of that missed field goal next up we've got the denver broncos taking on the cincinnati Bengals, 56 23 final in favor of denver scoring 14 points in every single quarter of this game um, 647 yards of offense for Denver, 286 for the Cincinnati team. Um, no turnover for the Bengals. Denver did have one. Time possession going to Denver, 1849 to 1311. True lock for Denver. 185 yards, two touchdowns, pretty solid game for the backup quarterback there. Justin Herbert as well, 322 yards, three touchdown, one interception day for him. Overall, very, very good day for the second-year quarterback out of Oregon. Teddy Bridgewater for Cincinnati, 190 yards and a touchdown for him. Um, Nothing incredible, but, I mean, he did not throw an interception, which was, was really good. Um, rushing, we've got Biggie Backs on top, 16 attempts, 90 yards, so he was held to actually under 100 rushing yards in this game. He did score three times, though, um, he's pretty much been a scoring machine thus far throughout the year. Damian Williams for the Bengals, 25 attempts, 85 yards, and a touchdown for him. Philip Lindsay back over to the Broncos. 10 attempts, 80 yards there for him. Bridgewater getting a touchdown on the ground as well. Um, also picking up 9 yards off of 3 attempts. We see Cortland Sutton on top with receiving. And wow, that is insane. Um, 8 receptions for him, 292 yards. No other player even came close to 100 yards. So the fact that he had almost 300 yards receiving and nobody came close to 100 is just utterly ridiculous. Uh, He also had twice as many receptions as the next guy who was Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati. Four receptions, 65 yards. Mike Williams um, back over to Denver. Three receptions, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Biggie backs chipping in as well. Three receptions, 61 yards, two touchdowns. So there you go. He has five touchdowns on on the day. Um, 
like I said, he uh, he's been in the end zone a lot this year. Um, so I can't quite say I am surprised. Over to Cincinnati, Antonio again, he golden six receptions, 48-yard day for him. Um, Damian Williams being the one to pick up that touchdown through the air off of uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Over to defense, we got Isaiah Simmons on top, which I believe this is not his first stint on top for Denver. Nine tackles for him. Um, Alexander Johnson as well with eight tackles. Over to Cincinnati, Jordan Hicks, seven tackles, two for a loss. And Darquez Dennard with six tackles. Pretty much all I'm seeing here. Um, not a heavily over crazy static game either way for either team. Just one of those games, again, where um, it all came down to the tackling, and the tackling is what finished off a game. <sighs> Nothing spectacular about kicking outside of of course Greg Zorgoin hitting 8 of 8 on extra point which he's done a couple times this year so let's move on to Pittsburgh and San Diego um, Steelers taking the victory here 42-14 scoring uh, 16 in the 4th quarter alone 444 yards of offense for them, 112 for the Crusaders, 15 yards rushing, 97 yards passing, so that's pretty crazy. Um, Pittsburgh's defense was on point in this one. One turnover for San Diego, four turnovers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so, you know, even though there was those four turnovers, obviously San Diego couldn't get the job done and turning those into points. Um, they more than doubled what San Diego had in time of possession as well. Um, so that was a huge factor in the game as well. Joe Burrow, 191 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions for him. Not a great game, um, especially compared to his last game. But, you know, they still ended up picking up the victory. Um, he still had nearly 200 yards. So it is what it is there. Tua Tagovailoa, 113 yards. Touchdown interception for him as well there in San Diego. To rushing, we've got Chris Carson on top. 27 attempts, 184 yards. Three touchdown day for him. Incredible week for him this week. Jalen Samuels as well. Um, 12 attempts, 87 yards, and a touchdown on the ground there for Pittsburgh. Royce Freeman being San Diego's big guy here. Um, seven attempts, 14 yards. Honestly, there's not too much else you could say about that. Receiving, we got Caden Smith on top. Six receptions, 134 yards, and a touchdown there for him. Hunter Henry. For the Crusaders, two receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown there. As well as Juju Smith-Schuster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Let's go to defense. Dylan Moses on top for San Diego. Actually, um, basically all these stats are for San Diego. So I'm going to start uh, 
just start rounding some of them off here, naming them off. Um, Dylan Moses, as I said, 10 tackles, as well as Nazir Adderley with 10 tackles. Mike Parsons, rookie out of Penn State, 8 tackles, tackle for a loss and a half a sack. Malcolm Jenkins, the man in his 13th year, 8 tackles for him. Drew Tranquil, 8 tackles and a tackle for a loss. Casey Hayward Jr., six tackles. Melvin Ingram, the third, six tackles, tackle for a loss and a half a sack. Pittsburgh, we've got Ryan Shazier with five tackles and a tackle for a loss. And Raekwon Davis with five tackles, three tackles for a loss, and a sack and a half there for him. Nothing for kicking. Um... Just two extra points by Randy Bullock over there in San Diego. So let's move on. And next up, we have got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Oakland Raiders. Victory for Philly here, 57-18, to 18, I believe is what the final is here. 16, sorry. Sometimes the uh, 6 and the 8 look alike on this game. 687 yards of offense for Philly. 272 for Oakland. Held to under 100 yards rushing. No turnovers for either team. So a very clean game there. And Philly having the ball about 9 minutes longer than what Oakland did here. Justin Fields, 363 yards, six touchdown day for him. Um, no surprises, he's been about a touchdown machine this year as well. Derek Carr, 196 yards for him and a touchdown as well. Rushing Forrest Gump, no surprise, 20 attempts, 214 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields chipping in there as well, again, no surprise, um, 113 yards and a touchdown there. Josh Jacobs being the big one for Oakland with 16 attempts, 72 yards. Derek Carr with a four-yard rush attempt as well. Receiving, we've got Curtis Samuel for the Eagles. Four receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns, as well as Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie out of USC. Two receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown for him as well. Zach Ertz. Eight receptions, 64 yards, two touchdowns there for him. Over in Oakland, Josh Jacobs chipping in, catching as well as running this ball. Um, three receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Tyrell Williams as well, six receptions for 43 yards. Moving on to defense, we've got LaMarcus Joyner, Oakland, 11 tackles, tackle for a loss, as well as Reggie Ragland with 7 tackles, 2 tackles for a loss. Matt Milano and Philly, 7 tackles, and Nicholas Murrow, 7 tackles, 2 for a loss. Kicking, Daniel Carlson for the Raiders, 3 for 3, long being 56, as well as making his extra point attempt. And Jake Elliott with a 41-yarder and 6 for 8 on extra points. Up next, a divisional game. 
we've got the London Monarchs against the Dallas Cowboys. This game goes in favor of the Monarchs, 49-21, scoring 35 in the fourth alone. 549 yards there for them, 334 the Dallas Cowboys. Two turnovers for London, three for Dallas. And time of possession in favor of the Monarchs by just over five and a half minutes, roughly. Chris Mercado, 322 yards and a touchdown for him. Prescott with 275, two touchdowns and three interceptions for him. Um, another glaring stat here is Mercado got sacked seven times in this game. So um, the fact that... Uh, London could bounce back from all that is pretty amazing. Um, Ezekiel Elliott facing his former team. 20 attempts, 213 yards, 3 touchdown day for him against the Dallas Cowboys. As well as Chris Mercado with 3 attempts for 37 yards and a touchdown for him. Um, We've even got... Wide receiver Golden Tate with a rushing touchdown, two attempts on 16 yards, and Kareem Hunt getting one done on the ground as well, four attempts for seven yards. Not seeing anything in the way of Dallas, which means those players are no longer there. So let's move on to receiving, where Rashad Bateman, the rookie out of Minnesota, leads the way for Dallas with four receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown, as well as DeAndre Hopkins for London with the same exact stats, four receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Evan Ingram also chipping in there. Four receptions, 81 yards. And Jay Sternberger for Dallas, five receptions, 77 yards. Golden Tate may have had a uh, rushing touchdown, but he did not get a receiving touchdown. 53 yards on three receptions there. To defense we go. Leighton Vander Esch, nine tackles, two a loss and a sack on top of that pretty decent game for him byron jones nine tackles tackle for a loss donovan wilson with eight tackles jalen smith with eight tackles a tackle for a loss and two sacks and then demarcus lawrence for dallas seven tackles three sacks so, um, again, it, it was a seven-sack day there for uh, that Dallas defense, and I've just named three players with six sacks. Moving on to London, Anthony Barr with seven tackles, two tackles for a loss for him. J.J. Watt with six tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a sack there for him as well. Um, not a very good day overall kicking. Uh, we've got Aldrich Roses with missing his only field goal attempt, though it was blocked. He was 7-for-7 seven seven on his extra points. And Dan Bailey missing both of his field goal attempts, but again, he was um, 100% on his, uh, his extra points as well. So let's move on to our next game, which is the... Miami Dolphins against 
the Cleveland Browns. Um, Browns taking this one as Miami now slides and drops two games. 17-10 in what was another close game. Their second close game in the last three weeks. Um, pretty even yardage. Miami taking it by a yard. So nothing really major there. Um, both teams held to under 100 rushing yards. Both teams with two turnovers. Time possession was in favor of Miami by almost five minutes. So, I mean, that had a little bit of a factor. You would have, you would think with five extra minutes, possibly they'd be able to get the job done, at least take the game in the overtime. Um, unfortunately, the Browns just had a little, a little better defense on, on this day. Um, Baker Mayfield, 156 yards and a touchdown for him. Newton, 175 yards. That's it. No touchdown, no pick. Um, so I believe that's the first we've seen this in the league so far um, where Newton has not gotten a touchdown or an interception. Nick Chubb rushing the ball up on top as he's been pretty much all year for Cleveland. 19 attempts, 91 yards, and a touchdown for him. Camden Brown, 6 attempts, 35 yards for Miami, as well as Chubba Hubbard with 9 attempts, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Newton chipping in with 2 rushes for 20 yards. And again, we've got the quarterback with a fumble. Um... I don't even feel like reiterating that right now. Everybody knows how I feel about it. So let's move on to receiving. Jarvis Landry on top. Three receptions, 90 yards and a touchdown there. Mike Kosecki in Miami. Five receptions, 61 yards for him. Chubba Hubbard chipping in the receiving end as well. Three receptions, 37 yards and Albert Wilson with three receptions, 21 yards as well. Defensively, Deron Lee for Miami, 10 tackles, two for a loss, as well as a sack. Rookie Joseph Gribble on top for Cleveland, um, 10 tackles, tackle for a loss, two sacks. Rookie for Miami, Joey Rutherford, six tackles, three tackles for a loss, two sacks for him. So pretty solid game for both the... Uh, the rookie middle linebacker and rookie right end. Anthony Walker Jr. from Miami as well. Six tackles and a tackle for a loss. And then you've got Joe Schobert for Cleveland with five tackles, a tackle for a loss, and a sack. Um, as we move toward kicking, again, not a very good game kicking. Um, Austin Siebert, one for two. Making the 28-yarder. The other one gets blocked, making both extra points. We've got Brandon McManus, one for three from field goal range. Um, his long was a 49-yarder, though, and he did connect on his only extra point attempt as well. Next, we have the Chicago Cougars taking on the New England Patriots. And what was the first time that these two teams have ever played each other? 
Um, since the start of the FNF. Pretty solid game overall. Um, honestly, the the score doesn't really tell it. Um, just the, the main thing here is... Um, New England's defense had more stops than what Chicago could do, but on the other hand, Chicago's running game decimated the New England defense. Um, from all standpoints, like this was a very solid game for anybody who had the chance to watch. Um, 41-20 the final here. The Another big thing is that Chicago got shut out basically the entire second half. Um, their six points, which resulted in a touchdown, um, came in garbage time with less than a minute left in the game. So the game was under control at this point. Um, again, Chicago had more yardage, 352 to New England's 294. 302 of those being rushing. So, as I said, um, that Chicago running game destroyed New England's defense this week. Um, another key stat here is that New England did not turn the ball over, whereas the Cougars turned it over twice on, I believe, two fumbles by... The quarterback, um, time possession in way of New England by just over a minute, 16.33 to 15.25. So let's get into the individual stats here. We've got Williamson, who narrowly missed out on a perfect QB rating, 155.9. Um, 199 yards and three touchdowns for him. Jordan Love in the game as well. Because Williamson actually went down briefly in this game. 35 yards and a touchdown for him. For Chicago, we've got Sean Bryant with only 77 yards through the air. Um, no touchdown, no interception. Rushing, DeAndre Swift, as I already said. Uh, the Chicago rushing attack destroyed this defense. DeAndre Swift being the big guy here because he's just so fast. As I said, any quick halfback like DeAndre Swift um, who can cut stop sh change direction on a dime just so hard to take down if you don't have two people there at the same time backing up each other um, 27 attempts 257 yard day for him three touchdowns on the ground he was again the Chicago offense um, they had 20 points all three touchdowns came from him so that says something about DeAndre Swift. He's an absolute game changer. And I said this the last time I had talked about him. Absolute game changer. For New England, Alvin Kamara takes tops here. 13 attempts, 60 yards, and a touchdown on the ground for him. Um, Melvin Gordon as well for Chicago. 16 attempts, 58 yards, and a touchdown for him. Williamson chipping in. On the ground as well for New England. Four attempts, 28 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. And as I said, um, the two turnovers were two Sean Bryant fumbles. Um, 
two attempts, 10 yards, two fumbles there for him as well. Receiver Receiving Albert Okegwigbonum, um, four receptions, 73 yards, two touchdowns for the tight end there in New England. OBJ as well, three receptions, 70 yards for him. Melvin Gordon chipping in for the Cougars, six receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Actually, I don't know how he had a touchdown there. Maybe they did not have Melvin Gordon at the time because he definitely didn't have a receiving touchdown in that game. Um, O.J. Howard, three receptions, 45 yards for him. And back over to New England, Jerry Judy with three reception, four receptions, rather, sorry, 42 yards, two touchdowns as well. Um, big thing here, Michael Thomas held to one reception this game, a 25, no, 26-yard reception, all he had all game long. Defensively, Devin White out on top here for the Patriots, 10 tackles, three tackles for a loss. Eli Apple... For the Cougars, eight tackles, as well as Juan Thornhill for New England with eight. Chidobi Awuzi, again, for the Patriots, eight tackles and a tackle for a loss for him as well. This guy here, Demario Davis for the Cougars, absolutely incredible. Um, he seemed to get in the backfield to Alvin Kamara on a consistent basis. Um, he had eight total tackles, five tackles for a loss. Every single one of those, every single one of those was a rushing attempt by Kamara that Demario Davis just, he, he crushed him. I mean, that's all you can really say. He, he crushed Alvin Kamara pretty much all game long. Um, Rashawn Gary as well for Chicago, six tackles, tackle for a loss, and two sacks. In New England, we've got Marlon Humphrey, six tackles, and a tackle for a loss, as well as Taylor Rapp with four tackles and a sack. And then we've also got Samson Ebuckham, four tackles, three tackles for a loss. And lastly, Quincy Williams in Chicago, three tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a sack. Um, not the best day here necessarily for kicking. Um, Harrison Bucker missing two of his five extra points. Will Lutz, though, um, he did connect on both of his no field goal attempts by either team in this game. So moving on to the... Green Bay Packers against the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody thought San Fran was going to run away with this one. Um, he did win 28-14, but the score was not what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, 330 yards of offense for Green Bay, 296 for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, three turnovers for the Niners, four for the Pack. And time possession in favor of San Fran as well, 17.04 to 14.56. Garoppolo, 260 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions for him. Aaron Rodgers, 388 yards, a touchdown, four interceptions, and got sacked seven times in this one. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Um, So Rodgers, unfortunately, 
there would be the reason for his four interceptions. He had to hurry the ball a lot because he got sacked a lot. Rushing, um, we got Tevin Coleman, 14 attempts, 50 yards, and a touchdown on the ground there for San Francisco. Um, the big thing here, which really wasn't big for Green Bay, um, Aaron Jones, three attempts, three yards, one touchdown. McCaffrey, five attempts, five yards. So Green Bay couldn't get their rushing game going at all in this one. Devontae Adams on top here receiving eight receptions, 227 yards, and a touchdown for him. Marvin Jones Jr. as well, five receptions, 499 yards. Dante Pettis, um, as I said, definitely emerging as the number one guy there in San Fran. Six receptions, 75 yards, two touchdowns. And then you've got Debo Samuel with a 41-yard reception. Moving on to defense, um, Dragon Ball's on top here, 12 tackles, tackle for a loss. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he's had double-digit tackle totals um, every game so far this year. D. Ford and Sam France, seven tackles, two for a loss, four and a half sacks from him alone. Incredible game for D. Ford. Patrick Onwosor, uh for Green Bay, seven tackles. And then, of course, we've gotten... Zadarius Smith, five tackles, two for a loss and a sack. And finally, Nick Bosa, five tackles, tackle for a loss and two sacks there as well. Um, Tiny Boop Squig shortly missed on both his field goal attempts. But both him and Tavecchio, who really didn't do much this game outside of extra points, um, both the both these guys did kick a hundred percent there. Um, our final game for week six um, for this cast, a guy who was in and out like the Flash in FNF. Um, we had the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Houston Texans. This was one of two games from this user. Um, I will go into a little more detail um, regarding what happened there. Needless to say, uh, he is gone now, though. Um, 63-21 final for that game with Arizona winning. 766 yards of offense to Houston's 345. Arizona turned the ball over one time. Houston didn't at all. And... Arizona also held the ball for roughly three and a half minutes longer. Deshaun Watson, um, 272 yard or 271 yards rather, two touchdowns. Um, there's not a stat here for uh, Arizona, and I guess I'm going to dig a little deeper than what I originally had wanted to this week. Um, the reason for that being in this league, I give people an X factor, 99, everything. Um, you're not allowed to change the position. You're not allowed to trade for an X factor on another team, whether there is a player or there is not a player. Um, needless to say, um, the guy who took on the Cardinals, um, 
decided to break the rules. Um, he took Houston's X Factor, um, completely changed the player, changed him to a quarterback, might I add, um, Johnny Manziel specifically, and had himself a game with two 99 overall X Factors while also taking Brett Wickstrom, who is a 99 overall defensive tackle in Arizona and switched him to halfback so he had not only one but two x-factors but two x-factors on the offensive side of the ball at two very very important positions um did not take kindly to it uh asked him to change everything um obviously he did not in this game um, I will get into a little more detail next cast for his next week's game. So that's all I want to say about that for now. Um, let's move into the rushing stats for uh, this game. Tony Pollard, 14 attempts, 161 yards for Arizona and a touchdown. James White in Houston, 18 attempts, 56 yards, touchdown there for him. Deshaun Watson as well, chipping in on the ground. Five attempts for 20 yards. Receiving, we've got K.J. Hill on top, the second-year man out of Ohio State for the Houston Texans. Five receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Will Fuller as well, uh, seven receptions, 86 yards. And K. Hale wearing seven receptions, 74 yards. I'm not seeing much in the way of Arizona. We've got Christian Kirk here with two receptions and 44 yards. Um, Cody White and James White for Houston both came down with a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, so that means... Must have... Wickstrom must have been the top receiver for Arizona at that point. Um, defensively, we've got Bradley Roby on top for Houston with 11 tackles, as well as his teammate Justin Reed with 11 tackles. Patrick Peterson in Arizona with 9. Um, back to Houston, Garen Conley, 7 tackles. Jalen Thompson in Arizona with 7 as well. So not too much there. Avery Williamson with uh, five tackles and a half a sack for Arizona. Again, not not much as far as crazy stats. Mainly just very, very solid tackling. Um, Brett Mayer, 0 for 1 from field goal range. 3 for 3 on extra point in Houston. And Zane Gonzalez with 9 for 9 from extra points without making or attempting a field goal. Um, that's it for season, or yeah, for season, that's it for season three, week six, I guess I'll say it that way, guys, um, I guess that's where my mind was going with it, uh, that's it for week six, that's it for this cast next week, um, I go over weeks seven and eight, and I will pretty much be caught up on the season, which is awesome, um, this is originally what we wanted to do, Brett and I, with the podcast for FNF Zone coverage. Um, like I said, barring what had happened and his departure from the league 
due to some um, unforeseen circumstances, uh, things have gotten pretty crazy and pretty hectic with me pretty much trying to balance out and do everything by myself. Um, I do want to say, though, before I go, that um, the team that has been put in place has done an amazing job this year, um, especially helping so that way I can finally get caught up on everything. So shout out to Wild Hazard and Roots, um, who are the cabinet, as well as our newest member of the cabinet, Rhinoz, who heads and helps um, Hazard head our league YouTube channel, um, as well as him being a commentator. So he's wearing quite a few hats as well. We've got Wild, who is also the Discord manager. Um, he's put in a shit ton of time to get the discord to where we feel it needs to be um roots is kind of the uh the noble hero of the group um guy doesn't say much um but he certainly plays a mean game and definitely keeps things interesting in the league. Um, you will very, very soon come to find that out. Matter of fact, next cast, you're about to find that out. Uh, there's a reason we call Roots the comeback kid. Uh, it doesn't matter how much this guy's down. Going into the second half, back against the wall. This guy plays at his best. So, until next time, guys. This is the commish. This is FNF Zone Coverage. Talk to you later.